Hey everyone, welcome back to Hear Our Voices. So, this is part two of Elizabeth's story. Guys, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have some new things that we're going to be doing this year, so hopefully you can follow those. When it comes up, I'll definitely inform you when it comes up, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast thus far. Sit back and relax and enjoy yourself. All right. Uh, my ex-husband is like, oh, I'm going to help you pay the rent. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> In my mind, how long right. pay the rent? That didn't last long, of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I literally found a way, got creative with HRA, and they started sending um, checks for a studio. Yes. Um, and and still, the the director, she, she had the balls to tell me, oh Miss Bird, your place looks real nice. You can fix it up. Da da da. And I'm like, you're trying to be my friend, and you're literally trying to approve this place when you know, one, it was a basement studio. That's already oh made. already a no, already a no. Uh huh. We were there for two years. I got another creative bone in my body and I'm like, told the landlord, like, listen, you know, I'm falling back on rent. Um, don't know what to do. And he's like, well, if you can't pay the rent, you gotta leave. I said, I know. I said, but what I need from you, because we didn't have a lease. Yeah. I literally told him, take me to court. Because that's the only way that I did my yeah. Interview. And I could get on fast. So we did that. I didn't have to pay him anything because the judge was like, you know, it's illegal to rent that. So she don't owe you no rent. Like, oh, wow. Okay, no problem. Got the facts. Call people who I knew. At this time, I was never using brokers. And I just awesome. happy again to get a one bedroom. It was kind of tricky because the guy was Jewish and he just wanted money. Yeah. You know, at that time now, my older child, he's doing a little part-time job at a supermarket and we had saved up some money and I'm like, okay. And I told him, we're going to pay the first month rent because that's what he wanted. Yeah. I said, we're going to pay the first month rent because he's like, well, I know we're going to do the program, but, you know, they take long, they this. So basically, he's trying to get money out of me to secure the apartment. And, you know, you're desperate. You want to do anything and everything because you have a limited time to this place. You don't want to go back to the shelter. Right. It's true. You know, but I told him, I said, this money I'm paying you, I'm just letting you know. I'm going to let you know that this is like six months of my portion. So I don't want to hear nothing about I owe you rent. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, just letting you know. You know, so I had a verbal agreement. Oh my God. By the time the checks came in, he was shocked because he was like, oh, but we signed in April. I thought, you know, they weren't going to start paying until June because, of course, HRA takes long. Yeah. 
I didn't get into the place until June. Oh, wow. I was shocked to get two months rent. Which thing, I was there from April. I just didn't tell him anything because he don't, he don't check the place. Yeah. <laughs> and but then come to find out a year later, this is the reason he was so ready to just sign me up and do anything. He foreclosed. Are you serious? Yep. He foreclosed. Wow. So I basically got a lawyer. Um, by that time, the bank already took it over. So the bank took me to court. And my lawyer's like, if the bank takes you to court, you know, they're going to want you to move. I'm like, okay. But before we could finish that case, they already sold the place. So my lawyer's like, well, you have more time to look for an apartment. Because now what's going to happen is the new landlord, they're either going to rent you or start the whole procedure over again. Over again. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. You know, and it was so exhausting trying to find a place. Um, the amount of discrimination I got. And the voucher was really, really small. So I was basically lying half the time telling them, no, it's just me and my two daughters. Mind you, I have three sons. It's hard to hide them, but it's like, what, what can you do? you have to kind of get creative um, because they're not, they're not helping you one bit. Um, so it was, you know, really, really frustrating. And I was talking to, I guess, a messenger for the owner. Yeah. Fast forward six months, I finally get to speak with the owner. So I'm like, at this time, we're already doing court procedures. So he's like, yeah, I said, I said, I wanted to rent the place from you. You know, I have a voucher. We can pay the rent. He's like, oh, if you'd have talked to me six months ago. And I'm like, seriously? Right. <laughs> serious. I said, I've been talking to him. He could have told you. I told him everything. Right. You know, so he basically wasn't communicating with the owner at all and I'm like this is just ridiculous like nobody wants to go to the shelter anymore um, no at that time I think I already changed three different agency for FEPS because I think the Catholic charities that they have put me to oh we're not doing it again you have to go to um partnership for the homeless and I'm like okay thank god I knew where that was right went there and was with them for like two years and my caseworker was like yeah I think you're gonna have better luck if you guys go in the shelter I said I'm truly really trying to avoid this exactly we have done this so much times you know and I literally didn't want the girls to go through it because it's like it was just too much it is they had so much problems already, um, mental-wise. Oh. My 17-year-old has ADHD. Mm. The 13-year-old 
she had bad um, anxiety and she was traumatized from an early age because, you know, daddy left. It was a whole, you know, stuff with her. Yeah. She didn't speak, so I had to get her speech therapy. Oh, wow. She's still in speech. She's like, why do I need speech? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and it's the, what this government does not understand is how just going through the process is so traumatizing. It's true. Um, we had to go back to the shelter. We didn't want to, you know, but 2019, we were there again. Wow. Teenagers, younger kids, and the younger girls never went through it. So they were like, oh my God, why are we here? You know, why do we have to do this? And it was so hilarious. People thought we were insane. Um, my now soon to be 21 year old, you know, he was the oldest at the time because now my oldest son was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in college, I'm working, I'm gonna do my own thing and you guys can go ahead, you know? Oh, dang. Yep. So now I'm with four kids and it was so hilarious to us that when we applied, um, the caseworker was being really, ugh, why are you guys here? Of course. I'm like, you think we want to be here? Right. Like I showed her the paperwork and everything. She still had the audacity to have them deny us and have us come back. Are you serious? Yep. Yep. I think they think that the shelter is like Disneyland and it's really not. <laughs> We're just trying to get mm-hmm. something to live until we get she didn't even together. Wanna- she didn't even want us to get on get in the same elevator as us. I'm done. Like we were her last client. And I'm telling the kids, I'm like, okay, we go to the spot at the in the EAU now because we have to wait for placement. Right. And my son, my older son, being the person he is, hold the elevator door open for her. And she looked at me and gave me an attitude. I'm like, it's it's fine. Just let it, let it go. She's not coming. And that's when I'm like, yeah, she's the person. And they're like, wow. So I was like, and the funny thing is, she didn't even put our names on the stuff to get placed. I literally had to tell the people like, yeah, so we've been waiting here for two hours. I'm just like, what, you know, what place we are on the list? They're like, what's your name? Uh, you guys have wasn't even here. I'm like, what? And I'm like, I saw the person like, like set between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. This is at 10.30 at night now. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. She oh didn't put our names gosh. up there. <laughs> oh my gosh. She did not put our names up there. And my, at the time, you know, my baby is young. She is ready to go to sleep. Right. It's, it's exhausting for adults. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody. For the roaches and rats they have there, everybody's exhausted. Mm-mm. It's tiring. And I had to tell them, I'm like, yeah, my kids are like so hungry and tired. And uh, the one with the ADHD, he's like extremely picky. So he was not touching their sandwiches. 
you know. So he was hungry, beyond hungry. Right. Um, and it was just too much for him because, you know, he can't keep still. Um, it's a lot. And I was like, listen, I, I, I don't know, even know what to tell you. And when they call our names like an hour later, they're like, will you accept? And I'm like, where are we going? They put us right back at the same shelter in Brooklyn that we were years ago. Are you serious? Yep. That's a coincidence. That's a very, how because our family like, is big, maybe? Yeah, our family's big. And they, that's all, right. all they do. They're for just big, big families. So I had no problem because I was like, I know where I'm going. We know the area. We know what bus to take to go to school. Um, I didn't have to do all that extra work. So I was like, yep, okay, we'll take it. Let's go back, back again. Um, you know, the same routine. Half of the staff, of course, was gone. But um, the daycare, they were still there. They were happy to see their girls. You know, they never want that like, you know, to have a repeat, but I'm like, this is how the system is set up. It's a merry-go-round. It's true. And it's so sad because a lot of people who usually go homeless once, which I'm so afraid of because I've mm -hmm. been homeless, mm -hmm. um, obviously, <laughs> but it's yeah. like a lot of people repeat. It's a repeating cycle, repeating mm -hmm. cycle. And sometimes even after the adults and the parents are gone, the kids repeat it because they, not saying they don't know what to do. It's like, it's hard to get a property. It's hard to get money, especially yeah. living in New York City. It's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard on a whole. You have to be making like 80. I can't even say 60 grand because people making 60 grand are still struggling the most, especially right. if you have kids. Yeah. Because rent ain't cheap. It's not. You know, rent ain't cheap. And you're like, okay, I make decent amount of money. But because of the rent and the bills, you can't even say, well, you know, guys, let's let's take a trip down to Florida for at least two days. Because that, that's a lot of money. You know, you'd have to sometimes save up a whole year just to do that. So, you know, it, it's frustrating. And I'm like, all you, all some people feel like they're working for is, um, just to pay the bills to keep afloat, you know? So, so I, I totally, I totally get it. But even when, um, because I know um, DHS has apartments, like that partnership with different landlords to help people like myself get apartments. Right. Because this, this last time I was there, they're like, mm, we know you. And you're not going to be here for no four years. I'm like, listen, I came in with a voucher. Just because I came in with a voucher, they didn't even give me a break. Like, okay, take a breather. You've been through a lot. You know, take a month off. Nope. The first week I was there, huge meeting with all the heads. So what's your plan? What are you going to do? And I'm like, are you guys serious right now? That's good, though. That is good. You didn't stay there forever. 
So <laughs> no, I didn't, but I was like, I needed a break. It was like I was hunting for three years trying to find a place. Mm, because I have to show, you know, every time I go to court, I have to show them like I am looking. But this is my 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 blocks that keep on, you know. The problem is because they wanted me to find a two-bedroom. With three people, it's still hard to get a two-bedroom for the amount of money they're giving. That's true. And they don't raise it because even if I had put my oldest son, it's still the same amount of money. Really? It didn't make any sense. I heard it raised I, or supposed to be raised because I have FEPs, not city FEPs. Okay. So it was still frustrating. Like <laughs> a landlord, a lady literally had a three bedroom at the price I could afford. She said, it's too much people. And I'm like, it's only five of us. <laughs> By law, it's two person to a bedroom. How is that too much people? But I'm like, you know what? It's your building, right? Right. You can rent to who you want to. No problem. So it's it's like do do what you have to do and, and that's what i was doing doing what i have to do um getting so much discrimination along the way um but the meeting that the shelter had they they they, they weren't helping me they were just ready getting ready to bully me to get out like what are you doing how are you how are you doing your week and i'm like I do, I'm telling them, well, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, you know, I'm on the library or my phone, you know, trying to see, see different places, um, trying to hear back, going to different workshops. Um, I, I was literally going to like partnership for the homeless. They would have workshops. They would tell me, hey, do you know about this new place? And I'm like, no, neighbors together, go there, you know, see what they have to offer you. Um, I think I went to a Catholic charities. Um, so I was just trying to find different resources, you know, that like, hey, who, who has that list of apartments that's gonna take the, the voucher? <laughs> Nobody, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Um, no, we're trying to though. So hopefully that comes into fruition. We're trying to do something like that. Well, not me personally, but I know somebody yeah. is doing it. So hopefully it's coming out soon. Yeah, because it's, it's very frustrating when the shelter or different organization are getting um, listing and say, hey, you know, these, this is what we have. You know, and my friend from the assemblyman's office, she was like, you know how old those listings are? I'm like, yeah, they're that old that some of them you call, they're not even existing no more. Right. It's true. The phone is out. So it's like, you give me 20 names and numbers, you take maybe two hours to try to call everybody. 
um, and you still don't get forward. So income, somebody from DHS that comes once a week to the shelter. Um, I think I saw him like five times. He's like, oh my God, your case is so hard. I'm like, you told me you had leads. He's like, yeah, but they're not going to rent you. It's a two bedroom in Queens. And I'm like, I really don't want to go to Queens. But <laughs> if I have to, I'm going. You know, they were bullying me, telling me I'm very, very, very strong when it comes to education. Right. They actually, the supervisor told me, well, you know, did you even look in Bronx? I was like, no, because I don't want to go there. Because that means we would have to commute from Bronx to Brooklyn. And she's like, right. why? Uh, school? Right. <laughs> Come on. So she's like, you can change school. I said, that is not an option. You don't just, first of all, it's a lot to change schools. One, the kids have to be away from the people that they already know and they already go through a traumatic experience. Two, what, what if the district I go to is not a good school? You get screwed. So because we had to move from Bronx to Brooklyn, um, my 17-year-old has ADHD, but extremely smart. And I tried getting him in the gifted and talented, tested him four times. He always missed it by a couple points. Oh, wow. Didn't understand why, because at that time, I didn't know he had ADHD. Oh. Um, so when we, we had to do the, the, the um, move to Brooklyn, um, my daughter graduated high school. Um, my older son graduated middle school. So I'm like, oh, they're going to have to go to school in, in Brooklyn. Because, you know, they used to take them to school in the Bronx. And I would drop the babies at the daycare, go pick them up from the Bronx and come back home to Brooklyn and pick up the, the girls. So now we couldn't do that anymore because there was no way I could take two babies and drop them off at school. So I applied for maybe six charter schools. And I still had to enroll them in a DOE neighborhood school and at my soon-to-be 21-year-old at that time was about, I think, 9, 10. And it was his first day in the nearby public school. I picked him up and he was crying. He's like, I can't do it, mommy. I can't do it. He was not used to, you know, one, the school. And the kids were cursing. This is fourth grade. And the kids are cursing the teachers. It's just, it's not the environment that he was he used to, to and he right. couldn't handle it. And I was like, listen, I have good news. You don't have to go back there tomorrow if you don't want to. And he was like, what? I said, one of the charter school called. Yes. And they have a spot for you. You could start tomorrow. Nobody was more excited than him. I don't blame him. Charter schools are excellent. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. And that, that was the first time we heard of PAVE Charter School. Okay. 
And once he was in, they told me like, yeah, because you have other kids, you could just apply and they'll get in. I was like, really? Yeah. So fast forward to 2019, them telling me, and I'm like, listen, my 12 year old, you know, was I think between nine and 10 at the time. And I'm like, what you guys do not understand. She has been there from pre-K. This girl has ADD. The amount of problems I already have with her sometime just getting into the classroom. And you're telling me to switch her to a building and new people? That's not, that's not going to happen. That is not going to happen. They just looked at me like, I'm like, wherever we go, we're going to go back to the school. Right. You know, I just let them know, like, I was just, I had to stand up for my kids. You know, because I told them wherever I am, that's what we, that's, that's home. Don't worry about the building or where we live. Wherever I am is home. That's it. So guys, we came to the end of this second part of the three-part series of Elizabeth's story. Guys, come back next week and listen to the last part. I hope you enjoy watching, listening to the podcast. If you have not caught up on all the other podcasts, you can go back to the playlist and watch them all. Well, listen to them all, I should say. And see you next time. Bye.